Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. Live from the book nook in Brad's apartment complex, welcome inside the house. I am Miles. What's up, guys? How have you guys been? Uh, first, I want to apologize for the atrocious college football bets we made. This is good. Week. We're getting this out of the way early. Before We're going to own up to it. Before the bowl edition comes out. Before the bowl edition comes <laughs> out. Good little teaser there. Uh, one in seven combined in the college football games last week. It wasn't a good week for us. Uh, on the college side, Notre Dame exposed. Exposed bad. Wimbush bad. I mean, he looked completely lost out there. God, didn't show up for the game. Didn't even know what time the game was at. It's one of those games where that Miami crowd was just so pumped and Notre Dame was at such a disadvantage and they were so one-dimensional. God, it was, it was so bad. But first, let me highlight this. All you Miami fans out there saying my, that you created the turnover chain and all that stuff, let's just go ahead and give credit where credit's due with Bama in the ball-out belt because when Bama was scoring all those touchdowns last year, we had the ball-out belt. And was that on offense or defense? Defense. Oh, no, that was on defense. Yeah. So Miami uh, wants to be like Bama. Yeah. Who I mean, doesn't? Who doesn't, right? Sparty. Uh, I don't think they showed up in Columbus. God, Lewerke was shook. Lewerke, I mean, Nick Bosa was up his ass the entire oh my God. game. And Ohio State's D-line, sick. Looking sick. really good. And we had two of our starting linebackers out. Uh, I won't toot my own horn that much, but we are back in the playoff race. Uh, <laughs> so that's exciting. People are calling me crazy, but uh, you wait and see. It's better to be crazy than a fool, right? Exactly. Oklahoma State, Iowa State was a good one. Oklahoma State was minus seven and a half. I took Iowa State uh, at home, and they ended up covering by half a point. Um, that was smart. That was brilliant. I mean, I, I, I just thought Oklahoma State was going to come in there and destroy them. I didn't think you did. Iowa State would, would keep up, and, and they kept up, and they played a dog on good football game. It was impressive. I'm excited to see where that program goes. Yeah, me too. So we were right about the Seminoles. They showed up to play football, but unfortunately it was only for three quarters. Man, all you Florida State fans on my Facebook page, God, y'all were making me so sick. Talking about, let's go FSU, let's go. Oh, FSU? Come on. But, man, when they got within three points and they were inside the 50 Oof. and then uh, Blackman threw the pick, uh, that was just deflating. But yeah, it was. Clemson takes care of business. Uh, they were 16-point favorites, 31-14. to 14. But now we're going to go to the more positive side. Brad. Yes, where we did pretty doggone well, man. Dominated the NFL, 7-1 and one overall. You were 4-0. and oh. I'll give Thank you props where props are due. out the broom. Come on. Rams, minus 12 over the Texans. That easy was news. easy money. And all you sharps and handicappers who were dogging us and talking to me on the DM saying, you're crazy for Rams minus 12, this is a big middle finger to you because I knew what I was talking about. Miles knew what he was talking about. You guys didn't. That We've was been talking ours. about the Rams all year. My God. If there's that... anybody out there who knows more about the Rams, tell me because <laughs> I feel <laughs> I like we've been talking love, about it every man. week. Well, you have to be in love with that offense. Big time. I mean, you, you got the youngest coach in the NFL. God. You got the, the L.A. swag. I mean, uh, they've just been fun to watch. 33-7, easy cover. Another easy cover. The New England Patriots took care of business uh, in uh, Denver, 41-16. to <laughs> The Broncos' defense is so bad. But I also want to uh, highlight when I was listening to Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless said the defense is only bad because the offense has no identity. How can you rely on a bad a bad offense? And people want to relate it to, well, when Peyton was there, they were bad. No, but they still were able to get the ball down the field. Right, it was still Peyton Manning. Yeah. He he could still run an offense. Yes. They don't have an answer on that side of the ball right now, and it's affecting the defense. It's still Paxton Lynch in there. I mean, <laughs> you might as well. You got well, nothing dude. to lose you at this guys point. You suck. 
Falcons, Cowboys. Cowboys uh, were three-point underdogs. Uh, I picked the Cowboys, uh, and you uh, were good to pick the Falcons. Yeah, that man, that rushing attack is garbage, about Zeke. You might say the offensive line was not there, but I think sometimes Zeke creates his own offensive line. And then Alfred Morris picking up blitzes was god-awful. He, he rushed for about 50 yards and couldn't pick up blitzes. Yeah, and there was just no energy in that Cowboy team. Yeah. Um, with Sean Lee out on the defensive yeah. side. Uh, just not good there. Um, so we were good there. 7-1 uh, and one overall, so that makes us 8-8. Eight eight, let's uh, uh, let's uh, talk NBA, about or, the uh, um, NFL. the Saints-Bills game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I overlooked it because it was such a laugh. <laughs> that was another easy one. 47-10. to 10. God. Uh, I, we both had the Saints covering three points. That was too easy. And, and I was at a stupid Saints bar in, in Nashville, and all I kept hearing was who that – it, they were playing. They were saying who that so much. Like the third quarter of the game, I think the the bar really wanted to get the the crowd hype. They turned off the game sound and played the who that song. Oh sure, I'm sure they just played it on repeat. God, it was so obnoxious. <laughs> Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram are. Whoo! They are lined up. Mark right Ingram now. three touchdowns. Holy smoke! Big time. So we only have uh, one ranked game in uh, college football this week, and we're going to talk about it because it's it's a good one. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines and the Wisconsin Badgers. Wow. What are you thinking right off the bat? Wisconsin is seven and a half point favorites. Who do you got, Brad? I'm going to go with Michigan, seven and a half. Why I say that, I, I, I don't want you guys to get blinded by the scores that Michigan's been putting up because I still have Michigan losing. I, whether it's four points or seven points, they're still losing. But I'm not a big believer in Hornybrook. He, he, my man threw three picks last game against Iowa. Two went back for a touchdown. Granted, Iowa has been taking picks back to the house. You know firsthand. Yeah, Brad, I got it. <laughs> but, God, Lee, I- I'm not a believer. Hornerbrook's play is raising serious questions in Madison. Uh, we know it's the Jonathan Taylor show. He's averaging seven yards a carry. But he can only do so much. Hornerbrook's got to stop turning the ball over. If Wisconsin wants any chance to beat my Buckeyes in the Big Ten title game, yeah. he's got to stop turning the ball over. We're going to eat him alive. It- it- any good team is going to get a part of him in and- you might think I'm crazy, but I mean, I have this like 14 to 17. Having that said, I have Wisconsin covering. I have them winning the game 21 10 because I don't believe in Michigan's offense. Brandon Peters hasn't shown me anything to make me believe that they can move the ball. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to figure out where these 30 points a game are coming from. Like, he's barely throwing for 150 yards. I don't care how many touchdowns he's scoring. Right. Like, where's, where's, the, where's this offense? And. Michigan won eight and one against the spread in the last ten games against Wisconsin, so they struggle against the Badgers. And here's another point I wanted to bring up to you: Do you realize if there was ever a game in college football this year where there was a chance to see a three-zero final score? (laughs) This would be it's Michigan Wisconsin. This is kind of like back in the day when uh, Alabama played LSU. Yes, yes, it is very. I think it is very comparable to very. that. Wisconsin has the number one defense in the country. Michigan has the number three defense in the country. Yes, I can't wait to watch this and game. God, if Hornibrook would stop throwing the ball over the other <laughs> team, they would be even better. Like they'd be untouchable. Yes. I think he's thrown a pick in all but two games. Yeah, it's great to say that they're undefeated. Holy crap! Right, sure. Turnovers abound. All right, so uh, that's a good start. We d- we disagree. Right <laughs> about. Oh, and one more thing, I wanted to talk because I think this is going to play a factor into okay. whether or not Michigan covers. Everyone's been talking about Jim Harbaugh. Yes. And he's on the hot seat. And I'm thinking, what hot seat? Why? His team is 8-2. and two. 
He almost won the Big Ten title last year if it weren't for a fourth and one conversion. That wasn't converted. That was converted in Columbus. <laughs> that was converted by the ref. Game. God. JT Barrett converted that, by the way. JT but Barrett. That is neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Harbaugh. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is putting together something good at Michigan. He's putting together good recruiting classes. Yes. He doesn't have a quarterback yet. Peters may be the answer. We don't know that yet. This He's is just his, a freshman. Just give Harbaugh the time to develop this team, to bring in all the players he wants. They brought the swag. The swag is there. The defense is great. I mean, third of the nation when your offense is not efficient is amazing because right. that means you're saying that your offense is going out there and doing a crappy job, but your defense, tired, is still putting the other team on their back. Right. So I, I don't want to hear this bullshit about Harbaugh uh, being in trouble. I, this he, yeah. He's fine. You know, he's going to lose this game. Yeah. It's not going to be the end of the world. <laughs> They're going to be 8-3. and three. Uh, This is Wisconsin's year until they play the Buckeyes. But this is Wisconsin's year yeah, for This now. is their year for now. Like, let them play these. In my opinion, I still think as great as Michigan's defense is, they're still a cupcake wash team just because they can't score. Yeah. And I think it'll be another win for Wisconsin. And one more thing that I want to talk about, because everyone's saying the Harbaugh style of play isn't going to hold up in college. Okay, so before, and correct me if I'm wrong, but before Bama got Kiffin, they were running a very similar offense. Yeah, definitely. It's been proven to work. You get the personnel in there. Yeah, you get it, what you need. Stanford does the same thing. Just a couple players away. I, that's all it is. Just uh, that it, it, it just gets me fired up. Yeah. Like the 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 Big Ten coaches are here to stay, and and this rivalry is not over. And watch out for Michigan against the Buckeyes this year because I'm scared. <laughs> Everyone in Orlando, Florida, talking about the Central Florida Knights. Charge on the town. Charge on Knights. Let's. And we go. have a UCF student among yes, amongst our yes. Knights I'm here, students. and I swear to God, I am listening to all you guys. I follow all the Twitters, uh, the UCF problems. I, I even think someone has like the F the fault the football college playoffs as their handle, <laughs> like because it stands for UCF. You know, yeah, like, like God, it, yeah. it's awesome, but. <clears throat> Miles, who you got? Who you got in this game? Central Florida, fourteen point favorites versus the Temple Owls. Easy. I don't care that people are saying this is a trap game because I mean I know Temple beat them last year. That was a different team. Uh, that was a different quarterback. That was a different vibe. I mean this team's yeah. swagging. This might be a trap game for a quarter, but I'm telling you right now, these Knights are focused. Scott Frost is that good. He's that good, and they got their wake-up call against SMU as well. Big time. Yeah. That was a tough game on the road. Yeah. I have Central Florida easily covering. Yeah, easily covering. I mean, Central Florida leads the nation in points. Like, come on. Do you think Temple's going to keep up with them? 538 yards per game. They're 5-3-1 against the spread this year. The biggest stat that I found that I was actually really excited to share with you, I want to do a little uh, a blind resume. Okay. All right? We have two quarterbacks. Yes. Quarterback number one. Are you ready? Okay. Um, let me hear it. 69.6% completion percentage. Okay. God, that is good. Very good. for good. number three in the country. That's so efficient. Wow. 22 touchdowns, five picks, 10.8 yards per attempt. That is good for number two. That's amazing. In the country. Wow. That is an efficient quarterback. Yes. Number two. Okay. 71.2% completion percentage. Comparable. Good for number one in the country. Sick. 31 touchdowns, five picks. Okay. 11.9 yards per attempt. Good for number one. Yes. Do you know who number two was? I don't. Can you tell me? Heisman frontrunner, Baker Mayfield. So who's number one? Mackenzie Milton of the UCF Knights. And it makes sense, too, because Mackenzie Milton is number two in passer efficiency behind the Baker Mayfield. The Heisman frontrunner. So God. 
I know uh, you had mentioned to me a couple days ago, does he deserve to be in uh, the, even uh, like a Maxwell finalist? It, he deserves accolades. Yes, he does. He, he, the, the season he's putting together, I don't care when people talk about level of competition. They've played good enough games. and Just like any other program, they're putting on their pants and they're playing football. They're putting on their pads, they're hitting each other. He deserves to be a finalist. UCF is putting together a special season, and we may not see Scott Frost there next year, but I'm telling you, as of right now, Take Central Florida with the points when you can. Oh, yeah. yeah. God, these guys are covering with the most outrageous spreads. Right. And this is a manageable line. And uh, one more thing I wanted to mention uh, on Temple's side. I was looking at their schedule and their scores. And I think they're they're, they're uh, f- uh, five and 5-5. Five, 5-5, five, uh, yeah. A 500 team. But they lost to USF 43-7. to Yeah. That was the best team they played all year. And I see UCF doing something similar. I see UCF shutting them down. And the 380 yards per game that Temple's – averaging that is going to be way down i think it's going to be close to 220 250 big time i love talking about ucf and it's, it's uh, exciting yeah it's exciting and uh we'll see what they put on the field for us let's see if they make it to this college football playoff yeah <laughs> we'll see uh spurrier seems to think that they have a God, chance, the joke of the week i do not um okay Moving on, uh, the battle for the victory bell, the oh. UCLA Bruins and the USC Trojans. How far this rivalry game has fallen? Holy crap. It's, these guys? Man, so, Miles, can I tell you something? I'm going to be honest with you. I want to so bad pick UCLA because I, I, wanna, I want them to be back. I don't even know if it's just me as big a – okay, I'm going to put this out there. I don't know if you guys know from my last time talking about Josh Rosen. I'm a huge – Josh Rosen, the person fan. I love everything about him. But, and we we agreed on that. But the, the, their team, they're giving up like 38 points per game. It's just not there. And it's funny that you start with the UCLA defense, because I'm going to tell you right now, the USC passing defense, 103rd God. in the country in yards allowed. Now, they do get their picks, 15 yes. picks. They do get their sacks, 36 sacks. And the reason I bring that up is because I think that's going to be the difference. Yeah. Is that they're going to create turnovers. I think Rosen's going to throw a couple picks. He's going to throw a couple dumb picks at that is what he does. I mean, he's a gunslinger, you know. So, I have USC covering. Yes. The 16 and a half point spread. I do as well. I have them winning 49-23. They've won their last 15 games at home. Okay. Since the Notre Dame loss, the USC Trojans are averaging 45 points per game in 590 yards of offense. I love that stat. They've been on fire. They responded well. The only thing that kind of bothers me here is not only that it's a rivalry game, but this is a, a, a crazy stat that I didn't even I didn't even mean to look this up. I kind of stumbled upon it. USC is two and five against the spread after a win. Is that this season? Yes. That's concerning. That's really <laughs> concerning, and and I wonder if that's because I wonder if that's because they just are comfortable. Or, or what? But but I mean, guys, let me shut up. Let me shut up. But what? Why am I even talking about this? Because I'm picking, I'm picking USC minus sixteen and a half all day, every day. You know who no one's talking about? And I stumbled upon looking into this game. Speaking about looking at highlights, Ronald Jones, yes, the runner for uh, USC, five hundred and fifty-two yards and six touchdowns. That's in the last three games. Yeah, he, that man can run. He can run the rock and. That's kind of like what happens at USC. There's always one aspect that gets overshadowed by the other. Like Sam Darnold was the the beautiful face that they wanted to talk about. Yeah, and watch out if USC can get a running game going. Oh my this God. program is here to stay. Yeah, uh, Darnold's still uh, in the top ten in passing yards per game. Uh, USC. So do you even put any merit to the fact that UCLA played a great game last game? 
after a, they had a rough start. I think they were down 10 to start the game. They played against a decent opponent, and they still need one more win to be bowl eligible. Does, does that matter in this game? It or? doesn't matter to me. I've watched UCLA enough times over the last couple of years that I know what team is going to show up. Yeah. And it's the team that's going to lose 49-23. to 23. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm so confident in this score. Uh, that, that I'm that, that I'm betting the house on it. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and, and why I think that I'm so comfortable is because they're, they're they have two ugly losses. Like that loss to Utah, uh, I have to four, 17 to 48, and yeah. the loss to Washington, they lost by 20. You know, not good. So USC will uh, come away with the victory bell. Yes, that, uh, our final college game, an SEC special. What okay. do we got, Brad? Oh man, so this game, Texas A&M versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. Vegas, you got it wrong. You got the wrong favorite down. Good, Texas so- A&M is, is a better team. Okay. Both teams aren't playing with their quarterback from a couple games ago. So, Kellen Mond's gone and Shea Patterson. Neither one of them are playing. I just think that Nick Starkle is a better quarterback. And he's thrown for 700-something yards in the last – Two or three games. It's it's great. AM's been the better team. I like that you mentioned the passing game because I'm gonna give you what I think is gonna be the key and what I found. The running game. Ole Miss allows over two hundred and fifty rushing yards per game. Yeah. Second to last in the country. And this duo of Travion Williams and Keith Ford for yeah. the Aggies, they're running well. I also want to look at another stat that we have here. I always am for putting my money against a team who's giving up more points than they're getting. And Ole Miss is giving up 35 points per game, and they're only getting 30, 33 points per game. I've seen you use this stat uh, to win games. So, yeah, yeah that's it's, 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 it's very a telling. telling. Stat. And, I mean, so I'm thinking about the game that Texas A&M played against Bama. Does that make Bama, does Texas A&M look better or Bama worse? So, honestly, it's hard to tell right now. Yeah. Uh, you were at the, the Bama-Mississippi State game last week. Uh, I do not want to hear another cowbell in my entire life. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they're still ringing in your head. I, I had nightmares about a cowbell. Cowbell, and I just hear the man saying, and it needs more cowbell. <laughs> it was almost like an isolated incident for me because that environment was just so secluded. And yeah. you know, Bama still showed up. And uh, to answer your question, I think it shows that Texas A&M is better than we thought. Yeah, right. Now, this is also the same Aggie team that beat Florida 1917. So, God, I just – with the SEC, I just can't tell anymore. Okay, let's let's do this. Let's do an against-the-spread blind resume. We'll, we'll throw as many blind resumes as we out, can we? Can yeah. One team is 3-6-1 and one against the spread. The other team is 5-3-2 and two against the spread. Who are you putting your money on? I'm putting my money that the Aggies have a better record against the spread. Of course. Yeah, All day. Definitely. I'm thinking Aggies – Plus three. And it's plus three. Uh, we can both easily agree on that one. Yeah, that's simple. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to our college football picks. Up next, we will have our NFL breakdown and underdogs of the week. All right, so it's time for some NFL. The NFL and the team that we're going to start talking about is the team that we talk about every week. When you're good, you're fun to watch and you're fun to talk about. And you're fun to bet on. And you're fun to bet on. <laughs> Making money off the Rams. Yes. So let's talk about the Rams versus the Vikings. Great game. Two teams with only two losses. Beautiful. Great game. Uh, the last time the Rams had a big game at Jacksonville, they showed up and they won by 10. I know I think I've mentioned that every week since, yes. but I keep going back to the fact that the Rams are showing up. And this, I'm not going to call it a controversy because I know they picked Keenum, but you got Keenum and Bridgewater. 
The Rams have a direction. They, they know, know where they're going. They know who they're throwing the ball to. They know how they're running it. They know how that defense is going to play. The defense, the defense rushing attack is, is, is not all that. But that's neither here nor there. They're scoring points to make up for when the defense decides to let someone in the end zone. Yeah. And I feel like the, the Vikings, with all the good players uh, that, that they have, uh, they're still deciding between Murray and McKinnon. They're still deciding between Thielen and Diggs. Yeah. They're deciding between Keenan and Bridgewater. Uh, you can tell by the way we're talking. I mean, I got Rams plus I, two. I got Rams all day, every day. And uh, this goes back, to, uh, by the way, to the conversation that we were having uh, when the spread is like two points or less. Yeah. I would just take the money line. Just take the money line. Might as well. I think the money line right now is sitting at uh, plus 120, which is still great value. It's better than minus 110. Yeah, so. definitely. Uh, Sean McVay, coach of the year. Easily. Youngest Hands coach in down, the NFL. I, okay, there's no part of me that would have predicted this. I would have never thought this team would only have two losses at this point. I might have thought they might have had two wins. Very similar thoughts. I remember last year when they hired uh, McVay, and I saw how young he was and how bad the Rams were playing, and I was like, this he's in trouble. But Give him credit where credit is due. He's got this offense humming. Number one in the league, averaging just under 33 points a game. I mean, there's only good things that we can say. And we haven't even talked about Todd Gurley yet. Todd Gurley, and thank you guys. Thanks all the haters. I drafted Todd Gurley every single league I could. Thank you. Sure. And they're like, what are you doing, Brad? And I said, watch this. See, he's with the number one fantasy running back. But it's not a fantasy show, so that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what number he is. Sure. Todd Gurley's playing some ball. 32.9 points per game for the Rams. The defense is fourth in points per game. The Rams, I have the Rams winning a close one. 28-24 Rams. I would agree with that. Minnesota and LA, they're both 6-3 and three against the spread this year. Yes. It's a great matchup. But I am very confident in putting my money on the Rams until the train runs out. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, their losses, what, seven points, both their losses are less? I mean, money, money is on the Rams. The second I lose the house on the Rams, then I'll change my tone. But I don't care what you guys are thinking. Money on the Rams. Take it to the bank, guys. Yes. Uh, and we're going to go to another one uh, here, and it's being played outside. Let's go to Mexico, man. Oh, Let's go to Mexico. Estadio Azteca. Oh, my God. That's where Club America plays. That's... Yeah, I think the capacity in that stadium is like something like 130,000. It's crazy. Uh, it... It's a great place to play a game. Um, Mexico City, something like – 7,000 feet above sea level. Dude, uh, this gives me fun. It's gonna, <laughs> Patriots minus seven. We got Patriots Rams. Okay. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Patriots Raiders. Yes. Tom Brady is averaging 300 passing yards a game. Averaging 300 passing yards a game. It, uh, it goes back to what we said last week. <laughs> Brady doesn't have to hand the ball off one time, and this Patriots team would still run over anybody that Oh, my right God. Now. Tom Brady's playing. Man's 40 years old. God, they're playing at such a high level right now. So I'm just assuming you're going with the Patriots minus I'm going seven? Patriots minus seven. Uh, you know, I don't get me wrong. I, I strongly considered the Raiders, but you know what? I think that game, that Thursday night game against the Chiefs, was isolated. Yeah. And I don't think the Raiders have it this year. And also, you, you got to remember that that was a banner game. And this is a, a stat that you guys can, can look up. I'm not sure of the numbers, but the majority of the teams that raise their banners lose that game. It's just because there's so much going on. Your focus is not on the game. It happens. It, it, look, it even happened to the Cavaliers. Sure. It, it happened to the, the Penguins. And this is three sports in this season where it happened, uh, where they lost their banner game. Yeah. But um, the reason I'm picking the Patriots, just not only because of Tom Brady, the Patriots 
are 5-0 and against teams with a losing record. In the last seven games, Oakland has won 5-1 against the spread. I like those odds. Uh, where's money? Are you going to go on a defeated team against the spread, or are you going to go against these guys who only have one win? This Raiders defense, number 22 in the league. Reggie Nelson, the only bright spot. Until the Patriots face a legitimate defense, I'm betting them against the spread every time. Every single time. And what's wrong with Marshawn Lynch? He hasn't had a 100-yard rushing game all season. Yeah, and is it safe to say that he's kind of been a little bit of a bust this year? Yeah, it, it definitely. Uh, people were drafting him high in fantasy. They were high on him. You, you can't you can't honestly take a year off football and think that you're going to be ready for football. It's, it has nothing to do with what kind of shape you're in. It's just you got to catch up to something that's going miles a minute, you know? It's a mindset. Yes, it is. And uh, he's been having trouble there. And I hate that Derek Carr is getting all the flack for the way that this season has gone because it's not just on him. You look at the stats from last year. Latavius Murray was a bigger part of that team than, yeah. than people realize. He and and I think they're realizing it part. now. And then without a run game, you're not going to get anything done. And I don't know. I, I just think the Patriots are so much better. I, I, no matter no matter their opponent, really, if they have a losing record, I'm not going to – I'm honestly not considering them against the Patriots. Especially, this is generous. Seven points. Real generous. I, I bet the Patriots versus the Broncos, and I thought the Broncos would, would at least put up something because the Broncos beat them last year, but I still bet the Patriots. In this game, I'm going to do the exact same thing. You think we're going to see a sellout? I, I think so. Yeah. I, I hope so. Uh, one thing I was reading was they were saying that Mexico – is a Raiders t- is a Raiders team? Yeah, well, they have the Raiders playing there, much like they had Jacksonville playing in London every yeah. year. Uh, and I, and I know uh, Jack Del Rio came out and complained about it. Yeah, um, so. I, I think that um, I, honestly, though, the, the most fans that are going to be there are going to be sports fans over team specific fans. Yeah, it should be it should be a great game regardless. But I have the Patriots here cruising to victory, thirty five twenty. I I don't have a score prediction for this one just because I don't think it's. Uh, Necessary yeah. Patriots, Patriots cover roll. usually. I mean, if they put up another forty roll. points, we'll see. Yeah, and I it wouldn't surprise me to see the same damn score we saw with the Broncos game, forty one sixteen. Yeah, Gilmore's back too, so keep an eye on that. Is anybody gonna beat this Pats team this year? Uh I don't know. Like I said, like we said in our in our uh futures, in the futures podcast. Yeah. Patriots the, the, I think it's theirs theirs to lose. For sure. Well, shout out to my uh, roommate, Jake, huge Cowboys fan. He is go- traveling to Dallas for the Sunday night football game. Jake, my man, I am so sorry for what I am about <laughs> to say. I have Philadelphia minus three. Easily. Do you think there's any chance? Or, first of all, first of all, why is the line only three? Explain that to me. I think the line's only three because it's in Dallas. And, on a Sunday night. And on a Sunday night, crazier things have happened. But it doesn't scare me with how well that Philadelphia is playing. Sean Lee on the Cowboy defense, still uncertain for this game. The Eagles have six straight covers, and they're coming off a bye. And they're coming off a bye. Zach Ertz will be healthy this game. Oh, that's dangerous. Uh, one thing I, I think I think I looked up the betting public was at like 61%. So it's not like an alarming number for them going for the Eagles. I, I, I don't know. Okay, let's look at this. Adrian Claiborne set... A record last week six sacks in one game i don't know if it, you want to blame this on the offensive line i don't know if you want to know they weren't afraid of the run they weren't afraid of the play calling whatever you want to say it was dallas doesn't have it without zeke they allowed eight sacks against that falcons defense that's ridiculous there's no excuse for that it's almost like 
they just didn't have a will to fight once they got into the second quarter. I, it's Zeke is that much of a difference maker. In my opinion, he is a top three player in the league. You saw it against when he played Alabama. Yeah, he, uh, I did and I, in person. And I'm okay to admit that. Okay. He, he's a difference maker. He's a difference maker. He's the offensive line. You could have, you could have a C plus offensive line with Zeke running behind it. It'll look like an A plus offensive. I like line. what you said. I think you hit it. He creates his own offensive line. Yes. He creates his own opportunities because his vision and his drive is just that good. Yeah. I, I, Alfred Morris, I mean, my man didn't even have 50 yards of, of rushing. 50, I think at 52. and That's not good. Rod Smith, I think Rod Smith's biggest problem was he was so caught up in the game. Big he, time. He missed a lot of key blocks. Big time. And, you know, that was expected. We'll, yeah. we'll come some slack for one game, but we're talking about an Eagles defense that allows – 66.4 yards per game on the ground, and you're playing without Zeke. <laughs> and also, let me just say, the Eagles going on the road in a primetime game doesn't bother me at all because their Thursday night win in Carolina yeah. is looking better was and better. beautiful. It's not wow. as good as Carolina's play. Right. I mean, that game could have been a preview of an NFC playoff game. Carson Wentz is doing the job. He, he's not really throwing for a lot of yards. But when you have guys like Jalen Mills on the other side of the ball – Picking people off, yeah. wreaking havoc, it's beautiful. Do you think that Jay Ajayi is going to find his role uh, within this team? Um, I was reading somewhere, and this is, I'm going to tell you right now, this is garbage what I was reading, that they said this is still LeGarrette Blunt's backfield. Heck no, not a chance. This is Jay Ajayi's backfield now, and we saw it last game. 77-something rush yards on almost half the carries that LeGarrette had. It's beautiful. It's his team. So we agree on three of these so far. Yeah. I'm okay with that because that tells me that this is easy money. Easy money. But let's see what we got for the fourth one. Okay. This one's kind of creepy. We're going to talk about Buffalo versus the Chargers. What's the line? Minus four. Chargers are at home. Chargers at home. Buffalo's not playing with their starting quarterback. They're starting a rookie. Nathan Peterman. God. Making his first career start. Okay. Let's take a look at this. Before I even get into my my analysis of the game, okay. when I, I already picked my team before I did my research because I, I already knew where my heart was going. But the betting public has Buffalo. I just don't see the logic in that. We're talking about a Buffalo offense that's 28th in the league, and they have been all season. And they're thir- the only reason they're 28th is because their rushing, their rushing attack's not terrible. They're 30th in the league in pass offense. It's just it just tells me that it doesn't matter who they're going to put in a quarterback. Do they think Peterman's going to turn around the season? Yeah, and their pass protection is god awful. I don't care who your quarterback is if you're not passing the ball well and you're not protecting, it's not going to be yeah, good. This is not Tyrod's fault. One thing that I want to also uh, talk about is normally when young quarterbacks come in, they tend to hold the ball a little longer. Tyrod's getting no time. What makes you think Peterman's going to automatically make something happen? Well, this is why we love football. This is why we love the NFL. Can't wait to see what this rookie does on the road. They're putting a lot of stock in him. He must look good in practice. But I'll tell you right now, my boy Joey Bosa oh, is going to eat him alive. God. Seven sacks in the last five games. Joey Bosa's playing. He's the difference maker. He's Okay, this is my opinion. He's the next Julius Peppers. Yes. It's, that's, a fair, that's a fair assumption. He, he will be the best defensive player in the league. Give him two years, he, he'll overtake J.J. Watt. Uh, oh, easily. And J.J. Watt is on a quick decline. Two years in a row, can't yeah. stay healthy. Bosa is athletic. He's big. 
He plays off. He plays off the line so well. He plays with that that edge. I know that edge cost him a personal personal foul last uh, last game, but I, I like it. It's a fierce competitiveness, and he knows he's good, and I love it. The Chargers didn't do bad against Jacksonville either. And no, I thought Jacksonville they should have won that game. They gave the game away. Yeah, I thought Jacksonville was a much better team. So when you say the betting public is going with the Bills, that surprises me. I'm sticking to my guns. Chargers minus four. Chargers minus four. I think the Chargers might win by double digits. I want to take a note that I think this is the first time that you and I have agreed on all four NFL games. Uh-uh. And I'm liking it. I, I love it. Normally when we agree, we do well, especially in NFL. Big time. So I'm looking for another big week for us. So uh, you betters out there or you rookies or if you're just looking to make some extra money this week. Take our NFL bets for sure. Take them. Phillip Rivers, uh, he went into the NFL's concussion protocol on Monday. I think he's going to be good to go. Uh, I think he'll be cleared. And uh, the one thing I must say is the Chargers are going to have to run the ball better. Yeah. And I don't care. Yeah, where's Melvin Gordon? I don't know. Last game was weird. I I, I was reading somewhere they were saying that that, that was a fluke game, uh, but that wasn't his first game. Of being a ghost so 88 yards per game is not going to cut it but i mean the bills are, are on a quick decline you're having qb controversy i mean did the bills run into a bad uh, a bad day because they were playing the saints or or are they just bad i don't know what it is but you can't pull your quarterback in that situation i'm so confident in these four picks i am making a special request that if anybody has a point against our picks, please yes. reach out. Tell us. I want to hear from you. I, tell us why. Tell us why on any of these. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I know Rams-Vikings is a big one, but anyway, sorry. I, I, I just had to say that. Like, like I, I want to hear the counter-arguments because I'm so confident w- with these games. Yeah, and the only one that I think would even be close is like what you said, Rams-Vikings. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think we're sitting pretty well with these, and I mean, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah. I can't wait to see where my money lies. I, I might, you know what? I'm going to make a bold move. When we're done with this, I'm going to parlay the spread on all three games. All four games. Parlay the spread on all four games? I'll, I'll do that with you. Might as well. Let's even spend a little bit of money on it and see Might what happens. Well. I got one more question for you. Yeah. Are you getting nervous that I'm closing in on the on the Super About Dogs? About the doggy, doggy, doggy. My favorite section, my favorite time of the day. And, Miles, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. I don't care what you think you're doing over here, trying to come back on me and trying to make me eat a triple That's McFish? That's two weeks in a row that I've closed the gap. I am still winning by like 20 points. All right. Brad's sitting at 55.5. Had a good call. Auburn over Georgia. That got you two and a half. Let me tell you guys. I'm going to gloat a little second about the Auburn over wow. Georgia. You got one right. You know, you're the only reason I'm going to gloat is because no one, no one believed me. Because just like what happened in Notre Dame, when Auburn's amazing D-line, who I'm kind of afraid of when we play them next week at 3 o'clock, they shut down the run, and they said, Fromm, pass the ball on us. And Fromm couldn't. That's all I want to say, Miles. Okay. Uh, you done? Yeah, I'm off my soapbox. All right. Uh, I got nine points last week. I had uh, the Packers plus six over the Bears. Uh, you know what, Brad? That was a really fun game with yeah. Mitchell Trubisky and Brett Hundley going at it. That was. And Hundley made some good throws. Wait. So did Trubisky. Trubisky made yeah, – he did. Dude, that dime he passed. I was like <clears> – so, guys, I, I went to the Alabama game, like you guys know, which means driving back towards the airport, I had to hold my phone watching the games. I decided to watch the Bears freaking uh, Packers game. I don't know why, but, dude, young quarterbacks, 
I mean, maybe they need to play each other for confidence. They were playing some good football. Yeah, it was fun. And my other win, I'm going to start my own hashtag. I'm going to start a hashtag military money. Because I tell you right now, two weeks in a row, the Army Black Knights have come through for me. And they did again. That was a great call. And, I mean, I said it last week. I said it the week before. Great call with Army. I mean, you were on top of that one. So here's what I want to do. Okay. I want to hear your dogs first. Oh, we're going to switch it up this week. We're going to switch it up this week. So, guys, let's go. I'm going to go with my – we're going to continue the trend on Duke losing. I'm going to go Georgia Tech over Duke at plus six. The reason, I think, is because Georgia Tech's going to possess the ball so much against Duke that Duke's not going to have a chance. If Duke stays competitive, I'll be surprised. So I'm going to go Georgia Tech plus six over Duke. My next game, and you guys can probably tell by the way we were analyzing the games, I'm going to go Texas A&M over Ole Miss. Um, good guys, whatever. Ole Miss is number six in the nation in throwing. Uh, their quarterback threw for like 1,200 yards in the past three games. I don't care about that garbage. Get that crap out of here. Texas A&M should have been the favorite, and they're going to win this game plus three. Now the last one. The last one is my most confident one. And I know Missouri has been playing some crappy games, some crappy teams, but I have Missouri plus eight and a half over Vandy. The reason I have that, let's just look at the body of work for the last three games. Missouri versus Tennessee, 50 to 17. Missouri versus Florida, 45-16. Missouri versus UConn, 52 to 12. Case closed. Let's go Tiger style. All right, we'll move on over uh, to my picks. Two independents going at it. And by the way, I looked at uh, NFL lines. I'm just going to throw out there. I didn't see any that I liked. Me either. That's the only reason I, I picked this. I didn't see any dogs that I felt confident betting on. None for me. So I did have some in college that I liked. Massachusetts playing BYU. Massachusetts plus four. Okay. Not bad. Uh, number two. Get ready for this one. UAB. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to do it. And the only reason I didn't is because part of me still has a heart even though I'm a gambler, and all my boys are going to the Florida game, and they've been having a rough year. Oh, it's been bad. Do you know how obnoxious I would have been had I called UAB over Florida, and my boys are there? I'd have been texting them, ah, get on, get on. So I just did it out of love for my homies. I'm talking to you guys, the tools, and Ryan, you guys, come on. I think this might be the easiest 10.5 points of the season. I'm telling you (laughs) right now, this is a good University of Alabama, Very Birmingham team. football team. I got them last week, and I, I, I'm i probably going to bet on them again, but, yeah. you know. And lastly, hashtag military money, Army, plus three over North Texas. They're going to come through for me again. God, that's another good one. This will be three weeks in a row. No, I think Army's going to win that game. That's sad. I, when you're saying military money, I was hoping you, you, you took the trap of Air Force. I thought, I thought you were going to take it. I was like, yeah, yeah he's going to take Air Force. Good call. Miles – I think you might gain more games than me on this one. That would be but, three weeks in a row I closed the but gap. But I don't think you're going to get more money than me because I'm thinking this Mizzou 8.5 is going to be solid. We'll see. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to the house. What's up, man? Some programming notes. Oh, let's go. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so next week, as we know, uh, 
Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday. It's rivalry weekend in college. Yes. Big week of NFL betting. And you know, you know what's great about this? Yes. Because this is a time of year, Brad, where we all gather around and we eat turkey yep. and we drink beer and yep. we talk with our families. And if they're if your family is anything like uh, Brad and I's, we're talking about the bets we're making. Oh yes. And we're talking to our dad and we're yep. talking. I mean, we're it, it, so. This is going to be the time, so this is why we're going to be previewing uh, the Thanksgiving games. Yes, we are. In NFL, <laughs> so that you can talk uh, with the fam and win some money at the same time. And we're going to be previewing some uh, great rivalry, rivalry. matchups. This is going to be a great On Saturday as well. Great. So uh, we're going to be recording uh, a few days earlier than usual next week. Uh, we're going to get that episode out for you on Tuesday. Yes, that way you guys can have your bets ready for for the rivalry games in uh, Thanksgiving. Big time. Uh, so, yeah, just just wanted to say how excited I am about that. Dude, I- you know, guys, uh, while, we're, while we're at it, I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys for giving your input. This next episode that we're going to do, it means a lot to us because we're such big football fans that we are itching to talk about Rivalry. We're itching to talk about Thanksgiving. And I, I just, I don't know. I'm just filled with joy. No, I, 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 I get your sentiment because the passion is here. And yeah. I, I, and, and, and I mean, rivalry week, it's hate, it's hate Michigan week. God. Oh, hate. It's the Auburn. iron bowl week. I'm actually nervous. And at the same time, I'm not nervous because like my aunt said, we're Bama. Ain't no need to be nervous. <laughs> I, love, I, love I love the confidence. Like <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into our episode. Like I said, like Miles said, we're going to be coming out a little earlier next week. Um, can you take a second to follow us on Twitter? That's at Best the House. That's at B E S T T A G H O U S E. Look at you, you nailed it. Um, guys, thank you so much. Have a great one.